Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, so my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave them out should be shot on sight. Hello, good morning, for a change, and welcome to Gatecast episode 163, covering Stargate Season 8, Episode 6, Avatar. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Gatecast. Yes, it's a, well, don't know about Alan, but it's quite fine uh, winter's Sunday morning in the UK. I had to turn the light on so we could read with breakfast. Oh, <laughs> Little doctor in Ireland, then. We had some audio issues this week, as our raw footage wayfarer seemed to have lost a good portion of the left channel to about 10 minutes. So most of my voice is pulled from a lower quality MP3, or replaced entirely thanks to Skype breakup. It's not ideal, and certainly Avatar deserves better, but it's certainly listenable. Down, Kishi. Yes, the ongoing, never-ending struggle to watch a monitor and use a keyboard without Kitty, in a way. Which particular Kitty is it, or is it both of them? No, Cindy, Shanna's gone off somewhere. Oh, Cindy right. was always exploratory, Kitty. Right, got you. But she seems to tell me, when I was playing Red Dead Redemption last night, I kept getting killed because she sat in front of the monitor at crucial moments. <laughs> she was like, oh, this is fascinating, I like this. Kind of think, yeah, I appreciate the fact that you enjoy my game, but you're in the bloody way, like you are now. You see, a dog would sit at your feet and just watch the screen, with the occasional woof. Whereas a cat sits up on the bit of glass shelf which protrudes from the front of where the telly is and stares up at it from a distance of about an inch. Yeah. <laughs> True. Get off the keyboard. Just because I'm petting you doesn't mean you can get onto the keyboard. What? I literally, I lift her off and she climbs straight back on. That's going in cats, isn't it? <laughs> Are you just going to release a cat special? No, no. I left a good portion of it in on the last episode. Mainly because, it, you know, it just crops up in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> She was sniffing at something, so I tossed her into the landing. You know what I have not been able to find is a kitchen clock. I've been hunting. My current one don't work. And even though I have the phone usually sitting on the table beside me when I'm eating, your instinct is always to glance at the clock in the wall. Yeah. I'm like, it's wrong. Tired of your everyday commute? Wish you knew what movies to watch. We offer you Flash Pulp. Three to ten minutes of fiction brought to you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday evenings with goodies every Sunday with Three Day Fish, who is always listening. Oh, played me some Grand Theft Horsey last night. Grand Theft? Red Dead Redemption. Oh, right. Which I've nicknamed Grand Theft Horsey. It's Rockstar. The mechanic is quite similar. It's just using horses instead of vehicles. The only difference between it and the regular games is uh, vehicles don't tend to buck you off if you use the spurs too much. <laughs> sort of getting the hang of it. Okay, come on. I know you like sitting in front of the monitor, but I can't let you. Sit on the nice chair instead. Play with the plastic bag from QWERTY. No, no, I've insulted her enough that she's left the room now in a sort of haughty stalk mode. Oh, no, you've done it. Good. That was sort of the idea. <laughs> yeah, but now you don't know what the hell she's up to. Two minutes ago, uh, Brad tweeted, Have fun with this one, guys. Wish I was there. Really? Why? 
Brad was on about maybe doing it with his. Right, let me cock the lion. Lion cocked. I'm going to take note of the length of the teaser this time because I think we did a very short one last time. Yeah, I think I've only seen this episode the once, but I'm a first-person shooter at heart. It's my favourite game genre. Yeah. It's in Wolf 3D, so... Yes, I do remember this one. Because I thought, oh, Stargate first-person shooter, yay! Which never materialised, and then the only Stargate games which have materialised are only available on devices manufactured by a certain company. <laughs> a correction to that statement, since this episode was recorded, the Stargate Command app is now available on the Android platform. All right, line is cocked. Are we good to go? Yep, I'm ready to go. That's right, a doe, a Clicky. And I'm not wearing that today because it's in wash. Ooh. Foxtrot Alpha 6, all security teams to the gate room. Foxtrot Alpha 6, that's a a new alert message. Yeah. Walter, blurring it out. Give me a weapon. Teok and... Oh, why ain't he armed already? He doesn't have a staff weapon, yeah. Yeah. Unusual, isn't it? Oh, it's a super soldier. Of course, it helps if this is the first time you're watching this episode to realise... (laughs) <laughs> I'll stand there unmoving while everybody about me gets killed. And there's Jack. And there was Jack. <laughs> Bye, Jack. Exactly. You, you walk into crossfire like that, you're going to get shot. And if you stand up there, you're going to get shot. Unless you're here. Yeah, you actually get a bit of time. Hmm. Is it dead dead? The eyes are still glowing? Either everybody's dead or they're very well-trained soldiers because normally they always keep firing after the enemy is dead and he, someone's got to call out, cease fire. Ah, there we go, folks. Mm. It's all a game. Ah, our favourite doctor. Yes, Dr. Lee, played by Bill Dow, who I recently saw in a film called Absolute Zero, where he was a bad guy. Mm. That was so weird. You died well in battle, Neil. <laughs> you died well in battle. Quickly. Obviously, there's something defective with this thing. Agreed. An Anubis drone is a far more formidable warrior than this simulation would suggest. Less than 50 seconds, wasn't it? 29 seconds, I think you mentioned. Now we have three scientists in the background, all of who are uncredited. Uh, you have failed. You have failed. Sold, Teok. He's nothing if not honest. Well, I mean, I mean maybe we could, uh, it could use a little more work, but... Can you make it harder, more difficult... That's not fair. If you get that much screen time, you should get credited. Even if you don't actually have a speaking part. If they got a credit, then they could put it on their SGA, you see, or their Screen Actors Guild. Because they're not credited, it doesn't count as an SAG, so they don't need to be paid as much. Yes, I understand why. I just think it's wrong. Carter, all I heard was Matrix, and I found those films quite confusing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you, Jack. The first one was okay, the other two, well... I like the second one. Yeah, no, we, we've built it, we tested the software extensively using a variety of subjects. Obviously, no one with Teal's field experience. Subjects? To whom do you refer? A dorky-looking guy, a housewife, and a Chinese chick. Yes. If you're going to test combat simulations, you've really got to yeah. use combat personnel to do it with. I wonder if she actually wears glasses or it was just a bit stereotyped. Put glasses on and she'll look more intelligent. It works. Look, all you'd have to do is basically just play the game. Let it learn from you. Oh, come on, you'd be fine. You'd be so good. Very well. Oh, enthusiasm tilt, please. Hmm. There you go. Just make sure there's a beginner's level for the rest of us. Oh, yeah, we can always make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> I mean, 
for others, but you you would you would be fine. At... Just showed up, Doc. Okay. Yeah, strangely yeah. enough, I got a copy of Duke Nukem 3D, uh, given away free from uh, GOGCOM. So I thought, hey, why not? PC only. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't really look as long as it's PC. I go for it. <laughs> okay then, Avatar season eight, episode three, the Gatecast episode 163. The episode was written by Damien Kindler and directed by Martin Wood. It had its US premiere on the Sci-Fi Channel, August 13th, 2004. In the UK, it aired November the 9th. In Australia, November the 25th. The Canadians got it March the 9th, 2005. TV shows with episodes of the same name. Quite a few. Earth Final Conflict, The X-Files, Batman, Highlander, Level 9, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. And there may actually also be a, well, a reasonably well-known movie of the same name. There you go, Colin. There's your blue people for you. Little blue people. I mentioned blue people in the tweet. Yeah, that didn't count, though. Molly Larry. They're not necessarily to the episode. Oh, no, hang on. That's just hashtag Stargate. It's not directed at us. Never mind. Got tilts everywhere. He's making the most of this episode. Mm-hmm. Actually monitor your progress through a graphic representation of your point of view. You played Doom. I played Def Jam Vendetta. Really difficult for an actor, knowing that you're going to be on close-up versus every other scene. Mm-hmm. Are your nostrils clean? Yes. A little bit of expedition, which we uh, also learned from the Gatekeeper episode, which the VR device was taken from. Store every aspect of your activity in the game, and then later choose what we're going to incorporate into our programming of the training scenario. That was a season two, episode four, starring Dwight Schultz. Once your mind is interfaced with the chair, we cannot uh, forcibly remove the connection or cut power to the chair without endangering you. Indeed. It's a function of the new chair design. Since the whole GameKeeper incident, the aliens of P7J989 built the shutoff command into the internal programming, so only someone in the chair can control it. You have previously given me this information, Colonel Carter. Yes, thank you, Tilt, but... There may be viewers who haven't. Actually be learning from you and then incorporating those changes into its programming code. If you're killed in the game, it will reset and you'll automatically start again. Mm. God, three tilts. Yeah. Infinite tilts. Once you complete the scenario, or if you engage the internal failsafe. Which, of course, you're free to do at any time. That will be unnecessary. Oh, no, it won't. <laughs> Confidence. That will be your undoing. The chair is intuitive. It's eventually going to learn everything you know. Now, if you want to stop it before the conclusion of the simulation, just get to the base elevator. He's smiling now. Once he's strapped into something, he smiles. Mm-hmm. Says a lot about his character, I think. Yeah, it's like that with a lot of games. Five minutes in, I think. So mm-hmm. this. <laughs> ah, the rage quit, which is mentioned in the average. This is the uh, Mark II VR helmet. The original one didn't fit his head, <laughs> so they had to build another one. Threat level, Foxtrot, Alpha 6. All security teams to the gate room. Ah. Hey. As Alan mentioned, this game footage comes from the same company that designed the ill-fated Stargate SG-1 Alliance game, which never saw the light of day. I know, I signed up. (laughs) (laughs) This, of course, is why science fiction shows never have enemies that are too good. It wouldn't be a show. It looks like the chair induced a pain response when he was killed. It's directly linked to his brain. We knew it was capable of this. Yeah, but it's just a simulation. It doesn't have to hurt. Yeah, see, that's the difference between you and Tilk. He knows that in a real situation, your tactics would be completely different if he thought you couldn't feel any pain. Man, that was a heck of a shock. He wanted to be realistic. Oopsie. Oh, dear. Yes. 
Well, fortunately, we limited the chair from being able to deliver any sort of lethal jolt. Perhaps she should have thought of this before they hooked him up. Sure. Threat level Foxtrot Alpha 6. All security teams to the gate room. Hmm. <laughs> there's realism, then there's realism. Hmm. And besides, oh no, there's no junior, is there? No, not, not these days. How much reused footage? <laughs> Quite a bit. Look at that. Corridor with red lights, uh, control room with blue lights, and uh, the P90. Go on, Tilt. Go get him. He's decided to go a different route. Don't bother about body armor. Interesting enough, I was watching episodes of things last night. The episode of Merlin had this night type creature in the back of Merlin's neck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the episode of NCIS I watched featured MP5s. <laughs> well, it was a popular one. I'm thinking, ooh, parallels. Oh, come on! Landing on that grating must have really hurt his neck. Oh. <laughs> <Ow>. again. <laughs> That's twice. Looks like the chair is learning quickly. Don't count Tilk out yet. I wonder if anybody actually ever counted how many times Tilk dies in this episode. Well, that's two. Yeah, keep making a note. <laughs> they might get too many to count later on. Mm. Yeah, as I said, we've got a game like this. Well, I am, anyway. Ah, <laughs> uh, little CGT account. And we're 100%. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> you see, because I looked at this, I was all cool. Oh, and the, uh... The little additional... Yeah, Sam's little device for killing uh, all warriors. Footsteps. Yeah, they're not subtle, are they? Oh, Tilt, cool, you missed. You first Look at that, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> At last, bad guys that can shoot straight. Not only that, a bad guy that's actually worthy of Tilt. Very much so, isn't it? Side to side transport. <laughs> right in the back. No messing. And for good measure. Mm. Kick him while, while he's there, mate. That's three. I don't know if that counts as four since he was sort of double killed. No, I think double tapping somebody only works with zombies. <laughs> no, I'm getting echoes of that Star Trek episode where uh, Moriarty's designed to beat Data. Mm, didn't really occur to me. But you're more of a Trek fan than I. Five. <laughs> The computer is really dialing it up and bringing in new characters as well. Okay, I require your assistance. Likewise, SG3 came in hot. Sounds like our gate room people could use a little backup. They are all dead. Excuse me? The gate room has been breached. Our most effective defense will be to seal off the east and south ends of level 28. If we act now, we may be able to force them into a crossfire. Force who? The two Anubis warriors. <laughs> How the hell can you know that? Because they have chosen the same route seven of the last ten times. Oh, okay. So he's been killed ten times. Yeah, that's right. We'll count it as ten. Like Groundhog Day, there's lots of cycles that you're just not going to see. Because the same thing keeps happening again and again and again. Mm -hmm. If he's been killed ten times, we're going to lose track totally. We might as well just put one, two, three, ten lots and be done with it. Colonel, we have two hostiles headed your way. Roger that. We're in position. It's up, people. Yes. That's it. And out from cover. You're the sacrificial yeah. right shirt. And assume Tilk is right that they're going to come in this direction. <laughs> oh, that's great. The guns don't seem to be effective. The guns don't work. And there goes Carter. Oh, Sam's down. Fall back! <laughs> Run away! <laughs> Run away! Oh, he's down. Eleven. <laughs> this isn't good. <laughs> 
you know, close up on Sam. Drive it home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a proper doctor. Yes, we actually have a, a speaking extra, a guest star even. Dr. Carmichael, played by Andrew Early, Scottish-born actor. Was he the guy who they brought in on the expertise to remove the symbiote from Kowalski? No, but he was in the early episode Learning Curve as an alien, you know, the uh, where they put nanites in children's brains. Yeah. He's been in Fairly Legal, The Killing, Defying Gravity, Reaper, The 4400, The Outer Limits, a very popular genre actor. Hopefully the game will also extrapolate possible solutions and offer them to Teal'c. Well, I, I mean, it'd just be fair. Fair. Yeah, I do. Threat level, Foxtrot, Alpha 6. All security teams Teal, the gate room. Teal'c, came in hot. Sounds like the gate room people could use some backup. <laughs> yes, I know this. We gotta move! Colonel Carter, listen to me. The SGC has been penetrated by two Anubis drones. Mm-hmm. Sounds painful. How would you... How is this possible? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I'm speaking of the armor. We haven't got time, Jill. It could have been altered to resist the effectiveness of the energy weapon. Can they now be defeated? Yeah, I've been working on a frequency modulator, Chip. Where is it? In my lab, but I still don't... Show me. See? <laughs> Spent 30 seconds gossiping. And... You want a garage day? Yeah. <laughs> it's only a prototype. Whoa! Oof! <laughs> Well, it's a prototype that seems to work. The best sort of prototypes. Warning! Base auto-destruct sequence has been activated. Oh, good oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I know, I thought this, I figured this episode would fly. I see they're joining us! They're busy! Found a way to counteract our little weapons here! I mean, it's not Daniel's here. Hmm. <laughs> They're really using some pyrotechnics in this episode. Yeah, expensive episode. You probably assume so, but this sort of effect, I imagine they've got down pat. The fact that they're totally in the base, and they've only got mm. one guest star and a few uncredited extras. And whoever's in the suit. It probably starts... The suit is Dan Payne, of course. He did all the uh, cool warrior. Hmm. The threat has been eliminated. Apparently not. Yes, puzzled. This is like any shooter game when you think you finished yeah. a level but you've missed one thing. Disbut scratch. Mm. Tilt. Fine. <laughs> I don't get it. That that should be the end. You're saying he should have won. Well, that was the conclusion of the originally programmed scenario. But the chair is not disconnecting. Mm. Yeah, oh dear. In the original program. Well, that's not fair. You can't win a race if someone keeps moving the finish line. He said he wanted it to be harder, more realistic. In reality, we haven't defeated the Gould. Are you saying the game won't end until he defeats all the Gould? I don't know. You tell me. You said the game is learning the rules from Teal'c. Yeah, but the parameters can't go beyond the base invasion scenario. <clears throat> Can you get him out? Not without risking serious neural damage. The game has a failsafe. All Teal'c has to do is quit. Yeah, Teal'c quit. <laughs> yeah, he's well known for throwing in the towel, isn't he? Mm. It's probably unfair to keep comparing this episode to others, because, I mean, everybody steals from everybody else. Mm-hmm. This is Kobayashi Maru, isn't it? Where no matter what you do, the computer adds extras. <laughs> he is not dead. What? We must focus on the situation. The threat has not been neutralized. 
Oh dear. Yeah, but there's a lot to play with, isn't there, really? <laughs> yeah, right. That wound looked actually a lot bigger. Well, that were under the armor and that. <laughs> Not really. What? He also knew the super soldier's armor was resistant to our energy weapons. Sergeant Harriman reported that there were only two intruders before he got killed. Sergeant Harriman, you mean Walter? Let's keep the iris open and let us through. Maybe, but the gate logs would have indicated there was another incoming wormhole. The threat has not been neutralized. Angry, Tilk. <laughs> Explain, Tilk. There are others, I am certain of it. Because? The game has not yet ended. Be quiet, Daniel. You're a non-player character. Tilk, I know this isn't your strongest suit, but this is a really bad time for jokes. You are all part of a simulation. Designed to test the SGC's preparedness in case of gate breach. None of you are real. <laughs> Poor Daniel. <laughs> Brutal. Count to ten. I am fine. Warning. Base auto-destruct sequence has been activated. <laughs> yeah. Jack walks up. That means I can do this. <laughs> and grabs Sam. In fact, come to think of it, this would have been a perfect uh, episode for something like that. Mm. Uh, let's see. Oh, we've got down down. Sam? I don't understand it. Somebody must have reactivated the auto-destruct from a remote location. Why aren't you disarming it, not talking about it? Well, it's going to get down to at least five seconds. I'm locked out of the system. I can't shut it down. How'd you know? <laughs> His heart rate and blood pressure are too high. How long can he do this? I don't know. A day, maybe less? I thought the chair wasn't supposed to be able to kill him. I want the physiological effects it can have at any one time are limited. Yes, but I'm afraid that while each individual pain stimulus isn't in any way life-threatening, the cumulative effect is now starting to take its toll. If he doesn't have a heart attack, he'll eventually run out of adrenaline. His heart will slow down, his blood pressure will drop, his entire organ system is going to fail. Death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> da -da -da. <laughs> I ain't even had my breakfast yet, Tilt. Yeah. What? The SGC will be breached by Nimbus warriors. They will attempt to destroy the base via the auto-destruct command. What are you talking about? If you disable the command, they will be forced to use other means to achieve their goal. Only then can we hope to defeat them. Tilt, how could you possibly know? Threat level, Foxtrot, Alpha 6. All security teams to the gate room. There is little time. Oh, dear. Listen to him. Colonel? at level 28. He's already got the modulator chip and he's used it to kill the first two super soldiers. He's hunting for the third. You would have think they'd have tweaked the VR helmet a little just to make to make it fit a lot better. It's sitting right on his gold emblem, which can't be that comfortable for him. The lad knows what he's talking about. Listen to him. Indeed. And Doctor, get an haircut. Ooh. Oh, oh! Now that's just well, that's not punch. I suppose he figures he you know can't beat it by uh, weaponry, hand to hand. Mm. Tilt's uh, forte. <laughs> well, oh. it would have been. <laughs> Why won't he quit? Wait a minute. He's headed for the elevator. He's going to use the failsafe. <laughs> He's heading for the elevator, <laughs> inch by inch. <laughs> Why doesn't he shoot it? I think after all these times he realises that shooting the core warrior isn't really uh, productive. Okay. Oh, that doesn't look good. What are you looking at, Tilt? Uh, level 28 again. Yeah, well, let him push. No. 
This really would have made such a good game, wouldn't it? It didn't work. He's back in the game. <laughs> Well done, boys. Oh, that's new, isn't it? I don't recall seeing that before. You know, I always thought a fail-safe system was supposed to be somewhat safe from failure. Yeah. From the beginning, in Tilk's mind, the goal was to make the simulation as real as possible. As much as he must now want to quit, we think the game evaluated his character and decided that if this were a real situation, Tilk would never give up under any circumstances. Well, it's right. It's also just a game. The game doesn't know that. Yeah, Jack always takes a very uh, linear A to B approach with anything. Yeah. Well, removing the connections while the system is operating is very dangerous, potentially fatal. On the other hand, the physical stress that the chair is putting him under will eventually kill him anyway. Right now, the only way out is for Tilk to win the game. Can he? It seems to be getting harder and harder. Every time it appears he's won, the game adds a new twist. So it's not going to let him win? No. The chair doesn't have an ego. It's not trying to beat Tilk, just provide a challenge that's worthy of his abilities. Ironically, it's Tilk's ego that created this problem in the first place. Not that his self-image isn't entirely accurate. If this continues, he's going to require adrenaline to sustain his heart rate. And the thing is, I can't keep him going like this for long. There has to be a way for him to win. More than just a game. We really don't want games like that. If we had games like that, there'd be some that refused to load, figuring that, look, you're going to give up after five minutes anyway, so I'm not going to let you play at all. Ooh, B5. POV. Yeah, hmm? Oh. <laughs> nice. I played through the first level or medium. I thought, this is too easy, so I upped it to hard. No, I can't finish it. <laughs> but every inch of progress I make really feels worth it. <laughs> I know it's on hard. Do you have save points, or can you yeah, manually the, save? The, you can't manually save as checkpoints. Oh, right. <laughs> hmm. Yes, uh, I, think it's I cannot be defeated. Yes. I'll be back by lunch. No, indeed not. You know, if he still had a symbiote, he'd probably be okay. Probably. You know, the, the tritonin is uh, keeping him ticking over, but it's not intuitive. The symbiote could just power itself. <laughs> Thank God the uh, cool warrior doesn't have any life signs detectors or scanners built in. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> he looks a bit uh, banjaxed. <laughs> he does a bit. Frankenstein before he got his jolt. Not only this, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it too. Oh, grenade, smoke grenade. Flashbang really wouldn't bother a core cool warrior. You'd think the core would, just on general principles, fire a few shots down the... <laughs> the eyes give it away a bit, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> the fog lamps are on. Oh, cloak? That's cheating. That's just cheating. Uh. They say the computer's inventing abilities. He's very blase, <laughs> isn't he? I suppose if he gets killed, I can do it all again tomorrow. He doesn't really know how his own body is suffering because of this. Mm. There isn't really that much kind of feedback into the system. He must have a hint. Are you sure? I thought only two came through. I'm certain. He's using a cloak of invisibility. 
haven't they got night vision goggles? Surely they'd be uh, much simpler. You know, when I'm online, I can sit there for hours and no one in Lithia is contacted. What? Now you're doing this? And yeah, I'm doing this. I've had three people say hello. <laughs> oh, there he is. He sees you. And they can fire while cloaked. It's a Klingon ship from undiscovered country. <laughs> Got him. Since you are making Star Trek references. There are more. Colonel. Go ahead. Ma'am, I've got a problem with a Nakoda generator in storage room 28F9. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> yeah, why bother using the nuclear failsafe when you've got all these highly dangerous Nakoda generators lying about the base? They really should lock these up. <laughs> there we go, Siler. Hey. I can't stop it. Someone's rigged it on a feedback loop. Why not just remove the aqueduct core? Probably giving off radiation, you can't take it out of its uh, containment. Now, how many times have we seen, why don't uh, we just throw it through the Stargate? Uh, someone's going to come up behind him and shoot him. Yeah. And here we have one of the drawbacks of our own DHD. Yeah. It's a bit on the slow side. Yes, ma'am. Starting dialing sequence. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> Beep, 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 he's, beep, beep. he's remarkably calm. What are you going to do? Just standing there. Come on, come on, come on, come on. No, I mean Walter. So you wait all day for a Stargate. And what are the odds? Three will turn up all at once. Oh, nicely done, Gary. Nicely done. Mm. <laughs> ah, Daniel. Come on, let's see it then. Daniel? Come on, show us the eyes. Yeah, the eyes have it. There we go. We've got a gold in the mix. <laughs> Again. He's definitely get. He's given up. Yeah. Sod this. Sod it. Well, that's a bit of a Nazi shot, isn't it? Mm. This is some excellent stunt work. Isn't it? Very simple, but very effective. <laughs> it makes you wonder, this episode, how did we ever win anything? <laughs> Warning, base auto-destruct sequence has been activated. Yep. <laughs> I think it's got to be said that the only people keeping track of how many times Tilk has died right now are those with a deranged mind. I think we gave up a long time ago. That's definitely reused footage. I assume if Tilt doesn't mm. do anything different, then it literally does play out identical. It is a little disturbing how many uh, US Air Force personnel are being shot in the back running away. Right. <laughs> okay, another Star Trek reference. How very Borg-like to ignore a bloke who's just sitting on the floor. Mm. Back in the real world. And they've got a second VR chair. Just to uh, make sure you're not confused that they're taking Tilk after that one. Mm. It's always good to reuse props, it saves an awful lot of money. Still won't let him go. I spoke to one of the scientists on P7J989. He says there's nothing they can do under the circumstances. What are you doing? They had a neural imprint of Tilk's mind on file from when we were trapped in the chairs six years ago. Creepy. <laughs> yes, fit into one pale ram. Anyway, I'm running a simulation on this chair using the same parameters that Teal'c's dealing with now. And? Well, the imprint's nowhere near the same as a live, active mind. 
Plus, a lot has changed in the last six years. Yeah, but not the essence of Teal's character. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of the Voyager episode. Which one? The fear thing. And they used a copy of Janeway's mind to trick it into thinking someone was still connected. I haven't seen Voyager for many years. Hmm. It's almost like the game is reading Teal'c's mind and somehow seeing this one game as a microcosm for our war against the gold. That's how Teal'c probably treats every battle we fight with him. Well, according to these results, six years ago, despite what Teal'c led us to believe, deep down, he didn't really think the gold could ever be defeated. Well, he doesn't think that now. He can't, not after everything we've accomplished. I hope you're right. Otherwise, no matter how long or hard Teal'c plays the game, he won't win. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, six years ago when this kind of all started, he believed enough in Jack. How many times was he captured by Apophis and tortured? Hmm. This can't go on for much longer. We're going to have to make a decision pretty soon about forcibly removing the connections. You know, it's too bad we can't hook up a joystick to this thing. Give him a little help, a little backup maybe. Actually... There we go on. <laughs> all the plug. Yeah. He's had a good run. <laughs> The, the processors would network and the second person would just fall victim to the same altered elements in the simulation that have already trapped Teal'c. Unless the new player had an advantage. Yeah, that might not be a good idea. <laughs> Unless. Sir, you may have done it again. <laughs> well done, Jack. Yes. <laughs> How did I do it this time? Yes. <laughs> Please tell <Yes>. me. No, <laughs> hmm? oh, that's what's generating the lag they talked about at the beginning. The chair decides what's going to happen, Teal'c responds. Those responses are then incorporated, processed, and we see the results. It's a continuous loop of ever-changing data. Oh. Not a clue, Jack. <laughs> Still waiting on my good idea. The recorder causes a two-second delay between the programming in the chair and the experience in Teal'c's mind. He won't know the difference, but we could use it to our advantage. If, if we hook up the second chair to the first without using the recorder in the loop... The new player would know what was about to happen in the game two seconds before it occurred. Yes, seconds of precognition. It's not much of an advantage. It isn't really, is it? It's Mrs. Cake-level precognition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's assuming the chair's programming won't become aware of it and adapt. Which would mean that there's a good chance that the second player could be trapped along with Tilk. I'll, I'll do, do it. it. <laughs> Smashing the three musketeers. So whatever you're going to do, you've got to do it pretty damn quick. Threat level, Foxtrot, Alpha 6. All security teams to the gate room. Of course, they can't really send Jack a tactical expert. They don't want the computer learning his tricks. Well, Tilt doesn't look too good. Tilt! <laughs> no, don't. What are you doing? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that went well. Why did he shoot him? Because Daniel was a gold in the last several simulations. Mm. Better safe than sorry. I told you I should have gone. The last thing we needed was the game learning from your tactical experience. <laughs> oh, it's just again. <laughs> I gotta get used to this. Threat level, Foxtrot, Alpha 6. All security teams to the gate room. Does this count as how many times Daniel died in the show? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea, Daniel. You gotta think about this uh, logically and tactically when approaching to it. Mm hmm. At least he's uh, got back on his feet and actually attempting to win the game. Possibly. 
He looks. Yeah. He does look a bit tired, doesn't he? <laughs> a bit close to the edge. Easy. Don't shoot. Just hear me out. Okay, it's me. I'm real. I'm not a ghoul, and I'm going to prove that to you. Okay. <laughs> Negotiations, tilt star. <laughs> Go on, stick a foot up, trip them all up. Well, that's a fast pan across the floor of the gate room. He does seem rather tired. <laughs> that's it, something totally unexpected. I'm sorry, buddy, you're gonna have to listen to me. It's still gonna take some explaining to tilt. And once again, we see the Zat gun doesn't always knock somebody out first time. Not to the extent the plot requires. Now, a minute ago, we were in Sam's lab. I was trying to convince you I was real, and you shot me, remember? Hmm. What happened next? Hmm. His mind's mush. The game reset. I know, it's probably happened so many times, it's just one big blur. But the reason it happened this time is because I'm playing too. I'm in a chair, just like you. Either one of us die, we both lose. Yes. Well, take a break, go and get some coffee. Hmm. Base auto disrupt has been activated. Should it happen by now? Yes, it should. But there's still time. Stirring music. Yes. Everything's going to be all right. It will not let me out. I know. The game thinks that in a real situation you'd never quit. It's not possible, Daniel Jackson. It is not possible. Yes, it is. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Come on, let's do this. Together. Mm. <laughs> That's exactly why you're still in here, mate. Yes, the subject of many a fanfic. Ah, uh, slash Daniel. Not that many bodies about. You think there are a bit few more bodies. Mm. I must leave this area immediately. I heard that. Hmm. <laughs> it's a bit worrying when you know that some of the enemy can be invisible. Possess the ability to foresee the future. Yeah, a few seconds in the future. To be honest with you, it's kind of freaking me out. A few seconds is not a lot of time. But yeah, just your chance to see something happen, and all you can say is, watch out. No, seriously, watch out! Oh, just great. That weapon doesn't work either. We're gonna need a crash card in here. You can't introduce an electrical impulse to the chair like that. He's right. There's a very good chance Teal is gonna go into cardiac arrest if he suffers one more reset. I suppose it's worth a try. But the odds are he's gonna die anyway. Two seconds isn't really enough, is it? No. Adrenaline. Oh, straight in the heart. Yeah. That didn't look really like a big needle either. No. It's got a pulse. That's not going to work again. I don't want to see that again. <laughs> Jack, the veteran soldier. Ugh, I didn't like that. Look at that. <laughs> Just to the precognitive abilities. Plus, two seconds isn't a lot of time. He'll need the right opportunity to take advantage of it. Yes, boys. 
the Daniel uh, CG has bad hair. And he's wearing glasses. He's wearing glasses there. No, that's a good point. I, I, I never noticed. You don't wear glasses. I was so used to him. Yeah, that's a good picture. That's the modulated chip that compensates for the drone's modified armor. Any idea where she keeps it? Change the location each time. Of course it does. Found it! That won't long two seconds. There we go. That's better. Now. We're gonna win. We're gonna win. The lads are on a roll. Yeah, no, we've got six minutes yet. Yeah. This could work. <laughs> I wonder how many times that camera came around the corner and <laughs> hit him squiffed the head. Yeah, you got the feeling, you know, the cameramen and probably uh, the director were experimenting a bit yep. with this episode as well. Mm. Trying different things, you know, the way they're cutting and panning. They knew they could get away with it. Exactly like a game. Mm. If you kill this bloke here, then this will happen. But if I don't, then I can go there and do this. You know, the footsteps are just like the Jaws music, getting closer, getting louder, then slowly fading away as the threat diminishes. In the previous version of the game, when I've eliminated a drone from this location, it has inevitably attracted the attention of a third cloaked drone. So you shoot him too? It's merely a diversion designed to allow a goal who will take enormous time to destroy the base. He will use either our self-destruct mechanism or an aqua generator designed to overload. And if you try to stop one, he uses the other. Indeed. I suppose the identity that ghoul always changes, too. Yes. I believe it to be the final component of the game we must overcome. Mm. You've been playing this game very long, Daniel. Listen to Tilk. Mm. Who knows? An asteroid mm. from space landing on Cheyenne Mountain. You just cannot put anything... Yeah, trickster game. ...beyond its reach. Yeah. Or something totally new. Because this computer mm. is nothing if not inventive. Whoa, that was a close call. Keep moving, guys. Duck and weave, duck and weave. Duck and weave a bit faster. Useless fire. They don't seem to be shooting, Jack. You guys alright? Oh, yeah, thanks. Would you be able to sense the presence of a ghoul? I don't think so, but, you know, he's kind of playing through the, uh, cause and effect in his mind. You guys all right? Almost got it. Just give me a second. Step away from the device. Teal, what are you doing? We've got less than a minute before this thing goes critical. <laughs> Trust no one. Shoot them both. D, step away. And do as he says. Yeah, on general principles. It doesn't really matter because it's a game. Mm. Assuming, of course, that Tilk or Daniel know how to deactivate the generator. Mm. <laughs> Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. What the hell's going on here? Tilk, we're all going to die if you don't let me stop that overload. She may be a gold. It was Siler. Siler? Siler. He was in here. I found him setting the generator. Wouldn't you bring that up straight away, though? Kyok, put the weapon down. It's an order. Sure, sure, sure. What if it's not her? 
You said yourself you could never tell who it was until the last second. You may be correct, Daniel Jackson. Hey! <laughs> oh, I saw this in a Sergio Leone film once. Yeah, and Reservoir Dogs. I know for a fact it's not mere teal. Because we're just too pretty to be bad guys. Mm. I like the intensity of the generator slowly building up. Tilk's <laughs> not sure what to do. Daniel doesn't know what to do. Daniel Jackson. I don't know. I can't tell. You shoot Sam, Jack's liable to shoot you just for the sake of it. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Come on, guys. Do something. Quick. Time's a wasting. Oh, that was rather uneventful. Carter. Come on, we've all seen Galaxy Quest. We know it's going to end no matter what you do with only one second remaining. That is the sorriest excuse for a sound effect. I am evil Sidler. I am evil Sidler. You know, I think he might just be dead. And that's the good thing about Gould. They are susceptible to normal weapons fire, especially when they don't have a shield. But he's probably shot Carter. No, he didn't. He seemed to fire in the direction of Carter. Well, Sal is only dangerous when he's got that great big wrench in his hand. Win. Is he finished? Yeah, he did it. Don't forget to eject the USB from the OS first. Shutting off power to both chairs. <laughs> Would you like to play again? No. We could also, for the purpose of the Red Dwarf Intracast, draw parallels with Better Than Life. <laughs> Total immersion video game. It's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he looks a bit too happy. He should be exhausted. In fact, he should be unconscious. He has been unconscious. That's an exhausted, happy smile. It's all like a waking dream. Well, that actually went pretty quick, didn't it? Reasonably quick. Fun episode, that was. Yeah, it'd have been even better if there'd been a commentary on the DVD, but unless there wasn't. Yes, I feel really let down, no commentaries on the Stargate DVDs. I really need to actually start reading those books. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed a horrifying news story. We have a little news and some feedback this week. The big story is the accident suffered by Corin Nemec last weekend. While shooting his latest sci-fi creature feature, his boat struck another and he was thrown against a superstructure and broke his femur in three places with critical blood loss. Coast Guard and other rescue services got him to hospital, where he underwent surgery and is now in recovery. I think this incident clearly goes to show, even with stuntmen, insurance reps, etc., accidents often occur thanks to unlikely events which leave you unprotected. In this case, all parties should recover, and we can breathe a sigh of relief and offer our support to Corin while he is on the mend. We got a little feedback for Suspicion over on the Facebook group, as well as a voicemail from Brad for Avatar. We'll kick off with the Facebook comments. Brad posted, Mike, one bit of info from the app. The conference table in Atlantis is modular. When combining the centre of the briefing room, it's a triangle. It then spreads outwards to form a large triangle to allow a speaker to be able to turn and address all seated. It changed so much between shows, we never got a proper explanation like most things. I replied, office furniture, courtesy of Ikea. Miles McLaughlin, I had the chance to listen to your review the other day. Heard you talking about Sergeant Stackhouse's character. This is the first time we've seen him. I thought we saw him in the pilot, although he wasn't mentioned by name. Yep, IMDB shows him in the pilot. I remember seeing him with Shepard on Athos. Brad replied, I think he was referring to Sergeant Bates. I replied, yes, it was Sergeant Bates who we thought needed more build-up to pull off the antagonist in this episode. But yeah, 
he was also in Rising, one of the many characters that, that may or may not become important. Miles. I meant Bates, sorry about that. I wrapped up this post. Not to worry. We consider ourselves in the black if we get our own names right. Brad also sent us a voicemail for Avatar, which is this week's episode. Things out on the mic and the Gatecast listeners. Brad here from Victoria, Australia. With my thoughts on SG1 Season 8, Episode 6, Avatar. And no, not the little blue men. It really annoys me watching this episode that we still don't have a SG1 or an Atlantis third-person shooter. Even with the graphics that would have been advanced back in 03, 04 when it was filmed, even with the graphics shown, I just want some Stargate on my computer and the iPhone app's only just doing it. Good episode, a good strong one for the season. It's good to see old heck come back, including Gamekeeper's Chairs, Tilt, Never Given Up. Yeah, it's good to see. And it's a good way to see other possible scenarios of the base blowing up or a foothold situation without having time travel or use the quantum mirror which I'm pretty sure is destroyed now anyway but uh, yeah good episode and I'll uh, talk to you later bye thanks for that Brad and I do agree it's always good to see a show going back to previous seasons and bringing technology and characters back into play it rewards the loyal fans and helps build a solid structure to float even the more outrageous out there plots which need a firm foundation to sit upon I think every one of us would love to have a dedicated first person shooter not just Stargate mod even though there are some good ones out there I know why I always enjoy the Star Trek first-person shooter. If you want to get in touch with us and hand on heart, we would love to hear from you. Then our website is at gatecast.co.uk and our email address is thegatecast at gmail.com. You can find us on Stitcher, Internet Radio, iTunes, Facebook, Google+, under Gatecast. And on Twitter we are thegatecast, which is one word. Stitcher for the mobile, tablets, desktop, etc. We'll be carrying our latest episode and iTunes is an ideal resource. If you fancy leaving us a review and rating, we'd be delighted. We're small, so we're never going to chart, but positive feedback is always appreciated. Right then, let's get back to wrapping up this week's show, as neat and tidy as we can. Okay then, that was Avatar. Next week's episode will be the Stargate Atlantis episode, Childhood's End. And I always seem to have trouble saying that. (laughs) The team discovers a primitive forest-dwelling tribe that has been untouched by the Wraith for centuries, unaware of the electromagnetic field. The tribe believes that ritual suicide at the age of 25 keeps the Wraith at bay. If memory serves from the uh, guy leading the team, keeps male pattern baldness at bay as well. He did seem to be losing his hair. That was Avatar. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your support and feedback. I hope you'll join us next week for Childhood's End. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever.